The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about peace. And if I had to pick one a quality of the human experience that I think most of us would want to have, I would say it's peace. And my guest is going to show us how to achieve peace. Um, today, we're going to be talking with Dina Proctor. And let me tell you a little bit more about her. She is a life and a business coach, an inspirational speaker, and the best-selling author of Madly Chasing Peace, How I Went from Hell to Happy in Nine Minutes a Day. After hitting emotional rock bottom, she quite unintentionally created a process called 3 by 3 Meditation, three minutes, three times a day, that enabled her to transform every aspect of her life, from weight loss and banishing addictive cravings to reconstructing relationships. This simple and yet incredibly effective method has gained the support of Jack Canfield and Dr. Bruce Lipton and is now helping thousands of others around the world improve their lives. Welcome, Dina. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm really excited to be here and to share this space with you today. Thank you. I, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, more about your, your story and your book. So can you give us a little bit of background? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you were led to create this process. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like it was all just kind of a happy accident or a synchronicity, definitely guided by something much, much greater than myself. Um, it started when I hit my emotional rock bottom point in my life, which was at the end of 2008. And I had spent the previous 10 or 12 years in and out of clinical depression. And I felt like, you know, you're, and that was during my 20s, I just felt like I was seeking and searching to find this thing that would make me feel better, that would finally make me feel whole and complete. I struggled with clinical depression for at least a decade, and it probably was even when I was in high school and maybe even younger than that, but I, I didn't realize really what was going on. But I always felt, even when I was a little kid, like I had this emptiness, this black hole inside of myself that I tried to fill and mm -hmm. never, never worked. You know, I was changing through my 20s. I changed jobs. I changed apartments. I changed boyfriends, just all in the name of trying to find the one, you know, the one and, person or the one job that would fix this. Um, and kind of looking on the things that are on the outside, the boyfriend, the job, the apartment, those kinds of that's Outside exactly changes. right. When yeah. I just kept moving and taking myself with me. Of course, I couldn't mm -hmm. see that at the time, but that's exactly what was what was going on. Um, right. Yeah, so right before I hit my rock bottom point, well, I guess a couple of years previous to that, I started drinking heavily. 
Um, and alcohol had never been a solution for me up until that point, but I had also never been that emotionally desperate. Um, and alcohol took me down quickly within a matter of months of becoming, you know, just kind of a casual drinker. I became a daily drinker and less than six months later, I was drinking around the clock and I probably had constant alcohol in my bloodstream for about Mm. two years. Like the addiction was very, very heavy for me. And fast. I mean, yes, it sounds like you and just fast. tumbled down. And I, I really attribute that to the desperation I found inside mm-hmm. of myself. You know, as one therapy and one medication and another job and another boyfriend, nothing was working, that desperation was increasing. And I think that's why I was just ripe <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. kind of thing to happen. I think um, one of the things you said in, in your book was that at that time, you just felt profoundly miserable. Yeah. That that's exactly accurate? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very deeply miserable. And that's what led to me reaching my rock bottom point. Um, I just had done one too many things I couldn't live with myself for doing. Um, and I chose a date to take my own life. And that's mm-hmm. when things started to turn around because I ended up by synchronicity, really not by um, plan, but I ended mm-hmm. up in an addiction recovery program. And I remember choosing a mentor to guide me through the program. And the first thing that she told me to do was to learn to meditate. And I remember looking at her, Linda, like, um, what is meditation possibly going right. to do for all the mm-hmm. stuff I'm going through here? Shouldn't I be hitting on pillows mm-hmm. with baseball bats or something? You know? Right, right. And, you know, I have to tell you that I very, very frequently tell people that the single best thing that they can do for themselves is meditate. And most of the time they look at me like, oh, you have got to be kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. Exactly how I felt. Exactly how I felt. But, you know, she was good with me. She was very tough love. She didn't even blink when I balked at her suggestion. She just said, you know, your way doesn't seem to be working. Why don't you try mine? And she had a point, you know? Yeah, you couldn't argue with that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So her specific instruction to me was to sit still every morning for 20 minutes and focus on my breathing. And I thought, well, I mean, I don't think it's going to do anything, but it doesn't sound hard either. And so the first few mornings, I sat on my couch, I put on a timer like she told me to, and I really made an effort to sit still for 20 minutes. But at that time, I was still in withdrawal and detoxing from alcohol. I still had all of those negative suicidal thoughts. So as soon as I would attempt to sit still, my body would start shaking, like involuntarily. I would just start shaking, sweating. The negative thoughts would just take me over. And after about three minutes, it would become unbearable. I just couldn't sit still for longer than three minutes at a time. But it would nag at me later in the day. I would think to myself, like, you know, the only thing she said was to sit for 20 minutes. You could only do three. Why don't you see what you could do right now? And so I would sit several times a day. With Mm -hmm. the intention of, you know, reaching the 20-minute quota, and I would consistently max out at that three-minute mark. Mm -hmm. And so that's what ended up eventually, because after about eight weeks, I had this amazing experience in what I can only call a higher state of consciousness, Mm -hmm. and it completely changed the way I viewed and thought about any everything. I had Mm -hmm. no mind chatter in my head for three whole days. Like, it was a profoundly rewiring transformative experience in my life. And from that, it was only based on those three minute here and there meditation. I knew that there was something to that. Um, And that's what eventually turned into what I call three by three meditation today. It must have sort of felt like a miracle at at first, like, wow, the change was so dramatic and being able to do that in that way. 
You know, it did, but also it felt like I came home. I felt uh-huh. like it was my most natural state. You know what I mean? Wow. And, yeah. and it was more, it, when I look back, absolutely, totally mm-hmm. miracle, because it was only eight weeks from being completely suicidal to being in this higher state of consciousness. It didn't mm-hmm. take that much time in, you know, eight weeks later. If I would have known, hey, eight weeks from now, stuff's going to start moving, I would have started it sooner. You know, like I of had course. no idea it could really be that quick. But when that happened, it felt like, I had been buried under all of this like dirt or charcoal or nasty stuff or something. And I was at all of that had been removed and, and it really wasn't this high flying kind of experience. I mean, it was deeply joyful, deeply peaceful. Absolutely. But it still felt kind of like almost normal. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't feel, you know, I could still interact with the world, even though my conscious awareness was outside of my body. Like it was just, it was profound, but at the same time, I think that's how we're born. You know, I really feel right. like we're born into the world in that way, and that's what I was reconnecting with. Right. You yeah. know, I think you're probably right when you said, you know, it's like a natural state. I think that that's probably true, and life uh, wears us away from that for the most part, you know, until yep. we learn how to reconnect and really realize that we can reconnect. I um. I remember reading something some time ago, the consensus about meditation, no matter what else it may do, and I think it it does quite a a lot of good, um, this author said, well, it just seems to make the day sweeter. And Mm. I thought, yeah, yeah. I like that. So, um, So you just wound up accidentally sort of stumbling into the three by three, and then did you... Did you, um, like, think, oh, I'm going to share this with people, or how did that How did that evolve? No, actually, I didn't at all. I had so much shame around being an alcoholic and going through what I went through and being a, a liar and a thief and all the things that I had done when I was in my addiction that I didn't want to tell more than five people on this planet. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to know what I had gone through. But about a year later from that higher consciousness experience, because I had gone through the addiction recovery program, I was the happiest I had ever been and ever even thought it was possible to be. And I was also happier than most of the people I knew. Like I had really transformed and changed my life. And from that vantage point, I, you know, and I was working with people in the addiction recovery program and telling them, hey, listen, I've done this three by three. Why don't you try it? And those people were starting to have breakthroughs with it. And Mm -hmm. then I ended up taking another synchronicity, a a writing class. And I started writing about my experience. And again, not to share with anyone. There were only like six or eight people in this class and we all kept it among ourselves. But that eventually led me to being able to share it on a bigger scale. But, but, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that the universe kind of dropped it on me like breadcrumbs because if I would have known five years ago that I would be where I am now, I probably would have been terrified and never moved mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, kind of one inspiring idea of, oh, why don't you start working with, you know, people that also had addiction and teaching them to use this three by three. And why don't you take this writing class, which just feels good. You've never written before, and it feels good to write about this. And then eventually, you know, six months after I started the writing class, I ran across a Jack Canfield retreat, and it was like, why don't you go on this Jack Canfield retreat? And something inside of me said, bring your writing with you and share it with him. And that was when when he read it, and he loved it, and he, you know, I left that retreat with an editor and a business coach. It just, that's when stuff started really moving in terms Uh of this becoming you know, a full-time thing in a business, so. Yeah, and it seemed to me um, that 
part of the, the process was when you began the uh, recovery program, you began it in earnest, maybe not always consciously, but as you, as you, you know, you, you were told do this or do that, but you worked it, you know, you, you really yeah. did work it. And I think that that's um, really the key to how well any of the, the recovery programs work. Are you willing to, to work it, to do it? Yeah. And then you're you exactly know, right. You've yeah. got to have that a hundred percent. And if I hadn't have been as desperate as I was, I may not have worked it as hard, but they call it the gift of desperation. It was like, it really was a gift that I, I was either going up or I was going out. And mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was the place I was starting from. So I was open and willing to do anything to see if my life was going to work or if I would end up taking my life after all. But that's why I gave it 110% with what I was doing. Well, and I think that uh, unfortunately for most of us, we have to get into sort of a statement of disgust or desperation when we get to the point with ourselves where we say whatever it is, you know, it may be addiction, but it may be a relationship, who knows what, that we say the last time was the last time. Yeah. And that's what, you know, as humans, oftentimes, you know, we don't take the easy way. <laughs> we take the hard <laughs> way, you know. Yeah. I hate yep. to say it's it. It's true. Yeah. But, um, you know, we need to get ready to take a short break here. And uh, we're talking about madly chasing peace with my guest, Dina Proctor. And we'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. Today, our subject is Madly Chasing Peace, and my guest is author Dina Proctor. And I have to, I have to say, Dina, every time I, I read or say your title of your book, I chuckle to myself because I thought, <laughs> you know, it so accurately captures the, the essence of the struggle you were having, madly chasing peace. And of course, <laughs> you know, it's like the opposite. It's like oxymoronic in that way. You know, it's like madly chasing peace. <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so one of the things I'm really curious about is how is this, um, this three by three, process received how how are people resonating with that you know it's a it's a really great question because when I was first inspired to start sharing it on a really small scale I had no idea and I actually wasn't worried about that I just felt like I needed to share it and it just seemed obvious that whoever would be drawn to it would resonate Mm -hmm. with it you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting how it's shown itself to me because I've worked with I've dabbled in working even with businesses I I did a pilot program in a business for uh, in a business environment with salespeople for four weeks, and mm-hmm. we did three by three. When I'm in the business world, I call it I take out the scary meditation word and I call it three by three focus system. And <laughs> the people, yeah, and because they are they're focus breaks that you're taking several times a day to recenter and regroup and you know kind of get yourself back in flow of what you're doing. And in that office environment, their um, overall revenue went up 24 percent in four weeks because they were wow. changing the way that they thought, rewiring their brains. So it has been, it has surprised me. Like I knew that I had rewired my body. And so it's not surprising that I was attracting, you know, people that wanted to release weight or, um, you know, kind of transform their relationship with food. And I've had incredible success working with people like that. But that didn't surprise me so much. What really surprised me was the business stuff um, and people, like I've, I've, I've even thought about, um, bringing it to children and working it mm-hmm. in schools. There's um, an actress, Goldie Hawn, and I recently heard about she has a foundation called Mind Up, and she and mm-hmm. I have nothing to do. I'm sure that she has no idea who I am or my work, but she's working with school children and bringing three minutes, three times a day, brain breaks to these kids wow. in schools. And it, they measure the cortisol levels. You know, she's got some funding mm-hmm. behind this, and they, they're scientifically proving that three minutes, three times a day of taking these breaks is actually you know, scientifically proving to have an impact on the way these kids, their relaxation, the cortisol levels and their systems and all that kind of thing. So it blows me away that um, that it's so, and, and that's why when I read my book, I had to interview a cell biologist or a neuroscientist, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton, because I just thought like, you know, nine minutes a day kind of sounds like four-minute abs, you know? Hey, right, right, a yeah. <laughs> technique that seems like it's going to do nothing and has all these promises. But even when I've talked to neuroscientists and Bruce Lipton, they've told me, like, it's, it's very effective to interrupt the subconscious programming as we're going throughout our days, you know? So, and I've worked with people in reforming their relationships. I have relationship techniques and um, ways to, to visualize and hold your energy during the meditation breaks and relationships. Like it, it really has surprised me um, how well received and how many things that it's useful for, let's say, mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so interesting when you said take out that scary meditation word because <laughs> I think a lot of people have some kind of weird preconceived notion about what meditation is or does it have to be religious or, you know, who knows what they think. But I like that, you know, a focus system or a brain break that, you know, that that uh, is a nice way of putting it until at least till they're, you know, willing to consider it because – I, for myself, I like to meditate 20 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not always successful at that, but my goal, <laughs> my ideal goal for myself is 20 minutes t twice a day. Um, but um, when I'm telling people to get started, I tell them that the goal for them would be just to start working up to 10 minutes. Yeah. But I also tell them exactly what you said earlier. You start where you can start. So if mm -hmm. you can you can do one minute, then you do one minute. And everybody can do one minute. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you can do one, then you can do two. And if you can do two, you can do three. And and I know that there have been a, a number of instances where I've told people, I said, look, there's this thing called three by three th meditation. And, and here's the way you do it. And And it's not threatening to people. Like if mm -hmm. I were to say 20 minutes a day, oh, no, you know, that that seems like forever. Um, yeah. But the people can resonate with that from what I've seen. It's like not threatening. It's like, okay, maybe that's something I can do. And then they can move forward from there, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah. No, it, it's really good. And I always say like 3 by 3 only exists because I couldn't follow the instructions. Like it just wasn't possible for me. So mm -hmm. it's going to be shown differently to each person. I don't think 3 by 3 is the be-all, end-all method of meditation. It's like there's so many different ways of yoga. There's so many different ways of meditation. It's what works for you personally. Mm -hmm. I sometimes coach people that are not 3 by 3 people. They're more like 20 minutes, a couple times a day people. And I think it's great because they're in tune with what works for them. You know? Right, right. But the, yeah. the brain break, I really like that idea too because I think during our, our days, most of us need a brain break, whatever you call mm -hmm. it. You can call it, you know, three by three or meditation or whatever. But the idea of taking a brain break is really cool. I like that too. I like the phrasing that she, that she yeah. used for that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really neat. Um, yep. And so um, how does emotion tie into all of this? Emotion said. is actually a really, um, it's a more important component than we think because a lot of people have heard, and since I've come out with all of this stuff, I have since learned about law of attraction and about all of these different modalities. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody already thought of this. And here I am thinking, you know, it's, it's being born through me. But, you know, it comes from the inner source of power, peace, and wisdom. And so whoever taps into that inner source is going to get some version of, you know, a, a higher way of order of things, right? Mm -hmm. So I started connecting with people who were law of attraction and understanding that what I was doing in my meditation, the reason why it was so effective was because of the emotional state. And you could probably measure my brain waves and even see the change mm -hmm. that I was doing. I didn't know that I was doing it, but understanding in hindsight, the way I felt emotionally in meditation was where my power was. And so the better that we feel, like if you meditate and you kind of have your brain distracted the whole time, you're making your grocery list, you're peeking like out, out of the clock, like, hey, how long have I been sitting here? And and you're you're not fully focused, your meditation, your meditation won't be that effective. It's not going to change your emotional state at that moment. 
um, and your mental state, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you can immerse yourself fully and get yourself to that place where you really feel like this, where when I know that I'm there, I feel a relaxation around my heart, and I mm. feel like an expandedness in my belly. That's what I mm-hmm. really feel, and I know that I'm in that state at that time. I can feel it viscerally, physically, in my body, and mm-hmm. all of our emotions are felt in our body. You know, if we're angry, mm-hmm. we're going to feel it, you know, like our heart will start right. racing, or our shoulders will clench, or if we feel happy, we feel that expansion. The shoulders go back. We feel more relaxed. The heart slows down. So that's the the power of the emotion is it's letting you know if you are on the right track with it or mm-hmm. if there's, you know, you could go a little bit deeper with it. If you still feel tense and anxious and constricted during and after meditation, there's still more possibility for you to be, to get to the place where you feel relaxed, expanded, even if it's only slightly better than when you sat down, it's still an improvement. You know, the temperature right. can go up quickly but it needs to go one degree at a time. And so if you're just going one degree at a time, you're still making that progress and you're still putting mm-hmm. your foot in that next foothold and, and it will break. As long as you stay consistent with it, it will right. break open. And that's so much the key to anything we want to be successful in life is to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. sometimes the hardest. Totally. <laughs> I know. Um, I had another question re- related to that. I think it, it um, escapes me for a minute. But um, one, I guess, a, a related issue is, I know you said that you've worked with, like, groups of people in business. Have you done a group meditation? Yeah, I usually do group meditation. Sometimes I'll do groups of people on the phone, you know, like run a mm-hmm. four-week phone class or something, or when I'm speaking to groups. Um, I've led meditation in a group format like that, and it's amazing. I usually do something very, very general that everybody can tap into. You know, not everybody wants to do a relationship one or an intuitive eating one, so I'll do something that's just a general relaxation, but usually it's pretty um, pretty well-received. You know, people can understand, like, I see, even though it's only three minutes, I do feel a little bit different, you know? So, right. yeah, and I think it's powerful to share the energy in a group. Um, I, it, I and all so meditate too. together. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember the first time that I went to a, a group meditation, I was a little nervous because I knew it was something like 45 minutes or something. And I thought, oh, man, am I going to be able to do that? And, and I was so surprised about how much easier it is to meditate in a group um, mm. because of exactly what you said, the, the group yeah. energy it makes it so much at least i thought so much easier yeah i could see yeah. that definitely yeah, yeah. so um i hear woven into uh your your conversation and i certainly read it in, in your book is that there are so many um uh words of wisdom from different traditions and different um techniques and modalities and that just came to you right that like I hear law of attraction, I hear things like feel it real, I hear things like mindfulness, I hear things that are consistent with A Course in Miracles, pre-paving, all of those things. But that um, that's just how it came, right? You, you didn't study it and incorporate those on purpose. 
No, I didn't even, when I was going through my breakthroughs, I didn't, I've never even heard of a lot of that stuff. I was mm. reading Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now book, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but besides that, I didn't know about The Secret. I didn't know about Law of Attraction. I didn't know of um, Abraham Hicks, which is some, somebody that I follow now um, pr- pretty pretty consistently. And I didn't even believe in God. I didn't believe that there was anything greater than ourselves out there. I didn't even want to find if there was anything greater than ourselves. I just wanted the pain to stop. But when I was doing the meditation, I was so open because when you think about it, the wisdom that's in all the different, that, that really underlies the different religions and the different, mm-hmm. you know, law of attractions. When you look on the surface, it may seem like, oh, they're so very different. How could you say that they're so similar? But I grew up Christian, and when I talk mm-hmm. about law of attraction, I can completely see the way that they dovetail together at their absolute base. So right. that's what I believe I was tapping into. It was just like a greater source of power, peace, and wisdom. And so mm-hmm. I was phrasing it in my own way, the way that mm-hmm. other teachers have phrased it in their own ways. But mine was absolutely 100% purely experiential, ex- whatever that word, experiential. Yeah, experiential, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, rather right, right. than cerebral. I was not taught it first and then learned how to apply it. I was shown it from the inside. That's wow. how it, at least for me, that's how it evolved. Wow. That's... Um... That's pretty profound as I listen to that. That's really profound. When and, and again, since I've read the book, I can hear all of that being woven in. And I thought, wow, this girl, did she read all that and master that first? Or no? <laughs> can you wow. imagine? No, I sure didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I'd approach it. I'd say, okay, what's my message? Let me read all about it, learn it all, and then write it. <laughs> Which is probably why it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are getting ready once again to take a brief break and uh, we'll be right back with my guest Dina Proctor as we talk about the process of madly chasing peace going from hell to happy in nine minutes a day yay we'll be right back Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again? hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? 
Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are visiting today with my guest, Dina Proctor, and she's teaching us how to meditate three times a day for just three minutes a day. And um, I wonder, Dina, if we can start with maybe a little bit of a demonstration. Can you give my listeners a a little taste of what, what your process is like? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, and this is perfect. Let's just go ahead and start it right now. Um, okay. So, Linda, if you'd like to participate in it, and anybody listening in, we're just going to take three minutes right now, um, and I'll gently guide you through just a very general, very light relaxation exercise. And, you know, you can use this meditation for, re- I've used it for everything I can think of in order to have transformation, think differently, rewire my brain about different things. But right now, we'll just do a general relaxation exercise. And so if you need to shift your body or get comfortable, you can just take a moment and get yourself in a, in a comfortable meditation position. There's no right or wrong way to sit. It's just whatever feels right for your body. And then as you settle in, if you want to shake out your arms and legs, just let yourself comfortably settle into position. And I invite you to bring your focus gently on your breath. Just for these couple of minutes, there's nowhere else you need to be. There's nothing else you need to do. But just gently focus on your breathing right now. Just gently in and out breathing. Letting any tension easily release and melt right out of your body. And as you breathe, I invite you to get in touch with an emotion or a state of being that you'd really like to embrace. It may be a feeling of peace and relaxation. Um, it may be a feeling of energy that you really want to feel inspired or energized towards something. It might be a feeling of deep love. But whatever that is for you, just for right now, as you take your in-breath, you don't have to speed up or slow down the way that you're breathing, but just on every in-breath, imagine and visualize that you're breathing in that essence of peace or of love or of abundance, whatever resonates for you. So on every in-breath, just let yourself breathe in, breathing in that essence and just letting it flow all through your entire being, balancing the cells of your body and anchoring itself in. So just let yourself breathe like that, just a few breaths like that, breathing in, feeling that essence, that love or that peace just 
flowing through every dimension of your being, balancing the cells of your body, and really anchoring itself in at your deepest points. Just breathing gently like that, feeling that essence becoming part of you. And then when you're ready, just let yourself take one last deep breath, just like that, breathing in that essence, feeling it flow throughout every cell of your body, anchoring itself into every dimension of your being. And then when you're ready, when that feels complete for you, you can just gently release that entire intention. You can shake out your limbs if you feel like you want to just wiggle your fingers and toes and open your eyes and return your attention into the room. So it's just simple. You know, it's, um, it doesn't have to be anything hugely profound. I, I like that one because it gives me something to focus on mm-hmm. and hel- helps me just release if I'm holding any tension. And it's very, it's a very gentle process. Yeah, yeah. really gentle. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. That I think that just the idea of what you said about helping people get in touch with an emotion they want to embrace. You know that, yes. that whole concept. Just embrace whatever it is. Embrace peace. Embrace you know whatever it may be, joy or whatever it is. That's a, just a nice, gentle quality. Good. I'm and, so glad it resonated. Yeah. And um, I, a question I have that I think is related to that, it, and I think I did see this in your book as well, that sometimes you use this process for what I'm going to call pre-paving. Mm. Like if you have a, um, like maybe you have a challenge coming up in the day, or maybe there's a difficult task or something you're not crazy about doing that you really need to do, that you take those three minutes and sit down and gently prepave it. Like, what are the qualities you want to bring to that experience? Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if it's a difficult person or... Is, am I reading that correctly? Is yeah, that, it's yeah. exactly right. Because that's the way that I've noticed. What, because the reason I would do that is because I had all these situations that I kept drinking over. And I, I wanted to not have to drink anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I didn't want to have to return to that solution. And so I thought I, it would, I would be so free if this situation just didn't bother me anymore, if that annoying mm-hmm. guy just didn't bother me, or mm-hmm. if the things I have to do that I don't really want to, if I could just find peace with going through the day, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that with, with the little resistances. And so that's exactly what I would do is I would visualize myself um, going through, you know, in meditation, I would picture that event or person that I perceived to be unwanted or annoying or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just imagine like, I can be okay. Like I can give this situation all this, give this person all the space in the world to be or do or say whatever they want to. And I know that I can stay anchored and centered no matter what. And what was amazing was that in all my relationships, when I would do that, and this is not for cases of extreme abuse. Like I'm not talking about mm-hmm. something horrible, just like these mild yeah. annoyances. This is what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. And so when I would do that, I would notice that after several times, you know, several interactions of me doing this with someone, 
that behavior, I would no longer draw a certain reaction or a certain behavior from Mm -hmm. that person. It's like I just wasn't exuding the vibe to Mm -hmm. elicit uh, being treated in a certain way. Never had a conversation about it. It's like I kind of balanced how I was and the energy I held. And then I started Mm -hmm. to notice that even if in the past a person had treated me in a certain way, because I was shifting, I would no longer draw that same treatment from them, if that makes sense. But that's that's what I'm getting at. That was the importance of pre-paving it. It was really for my own freedom, and it ended up really changing and transforming the relationship or the situation, and it wasn't unpleasant after all. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a a couple of things. One is I think that you're bringing up that such an interesting point that um, a quote that I I really resonate with is that you are responsible for the energy you bring to a room. Mm. And, um, you know, that the whole idea of, you know, what you, you use the word the vibe, you know, you know, what vibes we're sending out or what vibes we're sensitive to. And the more we are responsible for how we want to carry ourselves, is it with trust is it with peace is it with joy whatever it is then we resonate less and certainly are less available to the vibes of others that might be really negative you mm-hmm. know yeah and, we're just not matched to it anymore that's exactly, exactly right exactly. exactly right yeah yeah and that's um just a, i think an interesting process uh, of learning that and watching it happen and i think um, it, another thing that you mentioned happened, at least I think I read this in the book, is that as you were able to do that, it it freed up that energy throughout the day to be more sensitive to and aware of other really beautiful experiences, like maybe just the surroundings, uh, maybe just a beautiful uh, park or trees. Is that... Mm-hmm. Am I connecting exactly those? Right. Okay. Yeah, because when I'm, when I, you know, and I love this, I didn't come up with this analogy and I can't remember who did, but one of my favorite analogies to describe this is that it can only snow when it's a certain temperature outside. You know, if it's mm-hmm. 32 degrees or below, you have a possibility of snow, which basically mm-hmm. I translate to be my internal temperature. If I'm feeling crummy or angry or negative in any way, I've got a low temperature going on. And then in my external world, I may attract a negative financial situation or reaction Mm -hmm. from someone or that sort of thing. As my temperature improves and I get to 40, 50, 60, 70 degrees, I'm starting to notice things are going my way. When I'm trying to call someone, they, they answer the phone in the moment that I call. When I'm intending to have money to pay for something, the check shows up at just the right time. Like all of these synchronicities start taking place. And you're exactly right because when I was in depression, I had no relationship to trees, for example, or animals or flowers. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. see that they had this beautiful soul energy about them. Like I just wasn't in touch with that. And mm-hmm. as my lower vibration, you know, as my internal temperature was increasing, mm-hmm. I started to notice like, my gosh, the trees have intentionality here. Like my, my vision changed. I would see things in what I call a 4D way. Like my vision, I could see, um, 
I see differently when I'm in that higher state of consciousness. Like mm-hmm. it's very tangible. It's very um, able to be felt, even with our with our five senses. You know, our, mm-hmm. our limited mm-hmm. ability to sense stuff. We can still, when we're in that higher vibration, absolutely. But when we're in that lower vibration, we don't have access to that stuff. And right. so, a lot of people would say that lady's crazy. What is she talking about in the trees? <laughs> but but it's just, and I understand that because I would have said that too six years ago. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, and you didn't care. You know, and and when you're that depressed, you don't care that you don't care. You don't. That's exactly right. It's just not interesting at all. Right. Exactly right. It it reminds me of a a, a quote from a friend of mine who had a a transformative experience. And she said to me at one point, she said, you know, Linda, nothing's changed and everything is different. Mm. And I just think that that so eloquently captures the essence of, of what we go through in those transformative moments. And when you realize, wow, it's the same car, it's the same street I'm driving down, it's the same park yeah. I passed, the same trees, and then all of a sudden, wow, I can see them now. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. right. Exactly right. Right. Beautifully a- said. Really, uh, uh, that she must have said that to me. It has to be 15 years ago, but mm-hmm. it really resonated so powerfully. It's like, yeah, nothing's changed. And how much of it in life do we have that experience when the external, which we've been desperately trying to change, does yeah. not change, but the internal changes and everything's different. That's exactly right. It's hard to convince people of that, but once mm-hmm. you experience it, it's like, oh, my gosh, nothing on the outside needs to change. In fact, it can't. Until the inside changes first. Exactly. 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 Inside out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are once again getting ready to take a a brief break, and um, we'll be right back with my guest, Dina Proctor, as she teaches us about her process of obtaining peace, achieving peace in the three-by-three moments. We'll be right back. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. 
you will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are visiting today with my guest, Dina Proctor, author of the book Madly Chasing Peace. And I want to start uh, this segment today, Dina, by just thanking you for the time that you've spent with us and sharing that meditation and your wisdom with us. I appreciate it so much. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, there's nothing else I'm more passionate about talking about. So <laughs> That's great. That's me. great. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how can people reach you? How do they find but, you? Yeah, the best way is just my website, which is the same as the title of the book, but it's madlychasingpeace.com, and everything is on there. All my okay. contact information, information about the book, my audios, everything is there. And uh, can they purchase the book there or on Amazon or... Yeah, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble's, iTunes. I recorded an Audible um, dot okay. com oh. version, so the yeah, like a uh, what do they call that? You listen to the book, <laughs> book on yeah. book on tape. Books on, I don't know. Yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah, it's all those different versions. Audio books. <laughs> audio book. That's exactly yeah. right. I've linked mm-hmm. to all that right on the site. Um, and then if people want to get a free audio sample, because I record a lot of three different three minute meditations on different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to join the email newsletter, which is on the homepage, you just put in your email address, and it'll bounce you automatically, and you'll get a um, free guided audio. So in okay. case you want so a little freebie. So kind of like what yeah. we did today? Exactly, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I yep. encourage everybody to go take a look at, at Dina's website and see what she offers, because we've just had a taste of it today. And, you know, I, I want to ask you, wh- Dina, what are you most proud of when you look back over what you've achieved in the last several years? What are you most proud of? You know, I, it's funny because I, I don't know if I'd use the word proud. I like I like where you're going with it. The thing I think I'm most, maybe I'm going to use the word grateful or happy about mm-hmm. or thankful for is um, that I was so open and willing in my transformation. Because since then, when I have little obstacles or roadblocks that come up in my, you know, say in my business or whatever as I'm as I'm moving forward in life, I can see where my resistance may prevent me from having that breakthrough. I recognize it. I know how to release it. And because I was so willing in the beginning, I know what it feels like when I'm about to have a breakthrough because mm-hmm. of that experience I had in the very beginning. And so I understand from the inside why and how we have these unconscious resistances or like we don't even know that we have resistance to something or we don't even know Mm -hmm. why we're feeling stuck about something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really grateful, I guess you could say, or proud of the Mm -hmm. fact that I know how to get there from the inside and mm-hmm. be able to transmit that to another person. I mean, there's there's nothing else that I feel as grateful for or happy to share and transmit to another person, you know? And that is really, really powerful. 
really powerful. Yeah. I think, I mean, I work primarily with people on a one-to-one basis, but I, I'm, I like the way you said that because I think it is such a privilege to be invited into someone's inner world and their inner life and, and being able to touch them and help them make the changes they desire and really have a transformative experience, I think really is, is I would agree, it's something I'm grateful for. And I'm just, I just value that so highly. And, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's just really powerful. Yeah, I get that. So what's next for you? Is there another book coming or what's next for you? It's a great question. Um, well, I I am sharing a lot. I've been doing a lot of videos over the last year. I've been creating a lot of videos and also video courses and video content for different platforms around. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of co-creations that I'm doing this year mm-hmm. that I haven't done in years past. So that's exciting mm-hmm. for me. And that'll be shared, you know, as the things are being born, um, you know, I'll, I'll be sharing that on my website and social medias and everything like that. But it's very fun to have people interested in what I'm doing and I'm interested in what they're doing and coming together and creating either a course or a, um, you know, a platform or a an online experience that people are able to access, um, even if we're not able to meet or work together one-on-one, and mm-hmm. to be able to bring two energies or even three energies when you're creating with somebody is so fun and so powerful in a way that um, expands upon just me doing it myself, you know? So right. That's, there's, yeah, that's where I'm There's a beautiful so synergy in that, I think. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is. It yeah. really, really is. Yeah, I did a, a workshop recently, a financial workshop with uh, two other ladies, and it was just really beautiful to experience that synergy and share it with a group. It's like, whoa. Oh, yeah, I believe it. So, uh, so awesome. <laughs> so do you, are you going to do like a, a web series or do you have a YouTube channel or I do have a YouTube channel, and so um, I have a whole ton of videos that are already on there, and you can also find those on the website, too. Um, and then I'm with the different people. I've got, like, four or five different co- co-collaborating opportunities that we're just getting in the creation and planning stages and all of that right now. So I'm not sure how all of those are going to shake out, but I'm pretty sure that it'll involve video, audio, and sometimes mm-hmm. even group coaching work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you do... Um, like, uh, individ- do you, are you a speaker at events or? Yeah, I love speaking to groups. It's really, I mean, I love coaching and I'm also doing coaching certifications. So when people want to become a coach, if they resonate with the three by three modality, whether it's for working with individuals or working in the business world, I've been certifying people to become coaches. That's mm-hmm. really satisfying. And then, um, yes, speaking at, speaking at events, speaking on bigger platforms, you know, being a guest in other people's, you know, somebody might be teaching a 12-week course and I'll come in and do a couple weeks of that or whatever. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love the travel. I love meeting new people and I love sharing it so much. So Mm -hmm. all of that is fun for me, all of it. (laughs) And and one of the things I I have to say is that you are so open. I mean, you're so open in your book and, and so available that it's, it's just fascinating to see how warm and engaging your writing is. I mean, no holds barred. And like originally when we were talking today, you said something about not really wanting to share with people. It's like, what? This girl's sharing everything. So (laughs) I know know, it's, that's a beautiful transformation. I must say. 
Thank so, you. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it was a ride for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad it opened up like that too. Thank you. Um, and I, I want to say once again, thank you so much, Gina, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Linda. I love what you're creating in the world here, and I'm happy to be part of it. So thank you. Thank you so much. And next week, I hope you all will join me when my guest will be Natalie Alexis of Loves the New Black. And today, I leave you with the words of Dennis Waitley. Happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. We'll be right back.